We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So how about some rapid fire bins? Favorite part of the show. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you were kind of joking me with, when I was gone that you were struggling coming up with oh, rapid fire stuff, huh? I'm like trolling all over Twitter and I'm looking at social media trying to find, you know, something. And, you know, I believe it or not, when you talk to me, I listen and you tell me where you find a lot of your stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, I got to go down those avenues to try to find some information. And uh, yeah, it was not an easy thing to do, but. I think it all ended out. It ended up okay, but okay. Uh, it is not an easy job in any way, shape, or form. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's start with this today. Media Day at yes. Notre Dame, you know, pretty much used to signify the start of the fall, you know, fall training camp. It would come at the beginning. And it's kind of like where Media Day was kind of changed over the last few years. They started putting it like a couple weeks in and different stuff like that. And it's pretty much slowly faded away you know as of now like looking yeah. at the fall training camp schedule there is no true media day doesn't so exist i guess my question to you vince do you miss media day you know it's funny because i hadn't even really thought about it until i read this question and i was like yeah that used to be like a thing like that was an event where it was almost an all afternoon thing they would start with the head coach then they'd bring out the assistant coaches then they'd bring out all the veterans and you get to sit at the tables and talk to them. Back in the day, they used to serve you lunch. Like that's how long media day. Remember that? That's what media day used to be. Now I do. Maybe like it show up and they, you know, they would have like before the, the coaches press conference, yeah. they, you know, they have the spread out there for you and the whole thing. And yeah, now, that's the thing of the past. Now, I don't know if that was that before. You know, the, the Tuesday press conferences, too, for that matter. That's right. I forgot about that. Now, yeah. I will say, I don't know if it was a coincidence that that was when Charlie Weiss was the head coach. But <laughs> it was, that is true. But I love that, man. I was like, yeah, here we go. Media day. Free lunch. Talk to some players. But that was like the kickoff to the whole season. And now it's like, okay, we got practice. You know, uh, it's more, I guess, business-like. I don't know. Um, it's funny. I distinctly remember a media day when Tommy Reese was here and they had it up in the press box. And when the captain showed up, I don't know if it's the captains or I can't remember if Tommy Reese was a captain or not, but he came to, he came out as one of the players 
Okay. Full uniform, but with no pads. He had the pants on, the jersey, like the whole thing. It was yeah. really kind of weird wearing the pants with like no pads on and stuff like that. But yeah, it used to be a thing. I kind of miss it. I, I kind of miss the circus, to be honest with you. <laughs> I kind of I kind of dug the circus. It's it's a little bit different, you know, like if 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 we're looking at what the trade-off is for us, because I think you know, like the SEC, you know, and all these conferences just had their media days, and I'm sure a lot of the schools will. I think the media day, it it seems to be more about, you know, like the national media coming in, like a day when they can, yeah. you know, like the national media could come in and and get whatever they wanted for their stories, you know. Yeah. And I think so much of that has changed over the years. Like for us locally, I I like I always felt like media day was more of just a dog and pony show that, you know, you know, because again, it was like, it was cool to get the, you know, the, like the free lunch beforehand and all that. So it's like, Ooh, what do you think they're going to feed us? This year? I know, but, right? you know, but you'd get your media guide and all that. Yeah. The me- I miss the media guides. I used to collect those and they don't really have them anymore. Yeah. But then you'd, you know, like you do the, the coach press conference and then the players come out, like you talked about, you'd, you know, and some of the assistants and those kind of things. Like if you compare it to, you know, like what the media access is going to be like for us this fall, there's really no comparison. Like, no. even though it's all not consolidated into one day, it's like there's going to be a lot more and you get to talk to them over the course of camp. So you get to see them a little bit more. Right. Because you know, like, it was, you know, it was like, so how was your summer? Oh, your <laughs> biceps look a lot bigger. You know, that's, that's, you know, that kind of stuff. I remember right. I asked Courtney Watson once if he could really leap tall buildings in a single bound he looked at me and he laughed and i said you're superman right <laughs> because he was just he was just yoked when he came out there <laughs> in his jersey i love courtney watts or yeah courtney watson but it so it's like that's what that's what media day kind of was it was you're right because you know, again it was like you're coming out of the summer it's the first thing you do and then maybe your media access was a little bit hit you know more hit and miss as camp went on i much prefer what we're getting now compared yeah. to you know like i would I would take that trade off any day, you know, not to, not to get the free lunch. And, well, I know. No, but like, because again, it's like, it's, there's almost so much. It's then, then it's like, what do you do? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, I, I just, I think I, it, I, I think that this format's a lot better now. I think it rewards the beat writers, right? It rewards the local guys, which I, I do think is a good thing. You know, it, they, the, the national guys can't just come in and cherry pick you know, and do yeah. their thing. Like, yeah, you want to cover this team, then you need to be here and cover this team, you know? Um, and so I do appreciate that. Now, of course, they're going to make time for the national guys and, and do certain things. Um, but you're right. I think it, I think it rewards us local people. And I dig that a lot, to be honest with you. And you're right. It gives you more to talk about. Hey, man, we just watched you do this drill or we watched you do this. And, you know, it seems like you're doing this heck of a lot better. You know, how you feeling about that? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it yeah. gives you more as opposed to because media day would have been like tomorrow, you know, and then a couple of days later you've got practice. Like that's what it would have been. What do you think of the hangover video? You know, like that, that would have basically been what you're talking about. And uh, you know, that would have been disappointing for sure. So I, I do like it a lot better right now. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, fill in the blank on this next question. It's blank that new Oklahoma head coach Brent Venables had his viral rant last week railing on what it means for a player to give a commitment to a school. Incredibly hypocritical. <laughs> is that is that a good one? Because I mean, I think we're all thinking it, right? I mean, first Especially of all, around here. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's hilarious to me that he goes on and on about. And look, I'm not saying I don't disagree with him. I actually agree with what he's saying, but you can't say that in one breath and then you're trying to flip one of Notre Dame's best recruits. Yeah, Yeah, you're you're, you're trying to poach one of Notre Dame's best recruits and Peyton Bowen to come to Oklahoma the very next day or while you're talking. You know, (laughs) you can't. That's not okay, right? So if you're going to do it, then don't rail against it. Just talk about something else, you know? Right. Just don't be two-faced about it. Like, I have no problem with you trying to flip him. He didn't sign anything. I have no problem with it whatsoever. Look, Notre Dame's trying to flip a quarterback. Okay, but you don't hear Marcus Freeman out there being like, once you make a commitment, you make a commitment. Like, don't be hypocritical about it. That's that's the whole thing. And, you know, I think that that's, that's what, you know, like knowing what we know about Brent Venables himself and Oklahoma going after Peyton Bowen you know, there's just, you know, it's like how, you know, maybe not everybody knows about that, but people who do, it's like, you should not be the one pounding the table about I, this. If, if, if you're going to pound the table on this, then you also need to be the one to say, and I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go after other people's commits. You can't be sitting there railing right. on players for, for them not valuing what it means to commit. If you're also going to be willing to go after other people's commits you know now does everybody do it yeah but but again you can't I guess you can be a total hypocrite because that's mostly what you get it seems like with these coaches you know but you like for him to be the guy having this viral moment doing this and he's also going after other people's commits it's just the the epitome of you can't do both you just can't do both I am I'm sorry you know and and look to stay in the game to be in the game you've got to flip people like this is flipping season. I, I have no problem with that. Go ahead and flip yeah. them. You know, it's a verbal commitment. I, I would still work on them, you know, but you can't get up at the podium and say, oh, well, once you're committed, you got to stay committed. And blah, 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 blah. like that, you sound like a fool. 
Well, and it's just it's the typical coach stuff too, because yes. they all want the they all want the kids to adhere to one set of rules. Right. But the coach wants to adhere to a completely different set of rules. And like hearing Brent Venables, who is, you know, again, he's like 50 years old. He's like 50 or 51. I know he's, you know, I've said before, he's from my hometown. We went right. to different high schools, but he was right behind me. It was like three or four, you know, I want to say three years behind me. So he's in his early 50s. He's been around, but it's just a very old school mentality to be sitting there saying, that kind of stuff. And then, you know, again, you're still the one who's going after guys out there. Right. I, now I will say while this is flipping season, like once you get into this, the, the, the year, right into the season, it's it, flipping happens. It happens a lot. Right. I would actually prefer to have a signing, an early signing day right before the season starts like this week, like tomorrow. That I would... think it makes sense as well. You know, like they've talked about, you know, changing the calendar and doing those kind of things. Right. I think that it makes to have one I think before it would make a the lot season. of like yeah like August and December you know instead yeah. of December and February like that, yeah that's sense, dumb what sense does it make to have them that close together get those guys yeah. if they're you know if they're committed you know they obviously don't have to sign just like you don't have to sign in December but right, you know right. get them to get them to sign in all, you know like do it right now like yes. the week before training camp's getting ready to start exactly. the first week of August but it should be the early and, signing period. and to be honest with you guys that are committed someplace you know they're not going to leave sign on the dotted line get it over with before your season starts you know what i mean it's one less thing to worry about it's all signed sealed delivered you're done i i think it would be fantastic so you do one in august and then you if you don't want to sign you do one in december so that gives you a whole season's worth of time to find you know the to fill out your class or to flip somebody or whatever they don't need the one in February anymore. This isn't 1987 where the majority of the recruiting happened once the season was over before February, right? Because yeah. the big recruiting weekend was like the banquet, right? It was the big end of the year banquet. That was the big recruiting weekend. And then like two weeks later was signing day. It's not like that anymore. You don't yeah. need one in February. It's a complete waste of time. August, December, done. That's what I say. Boom. Vince's law. Yes. Yes, which is actually only exists like right here. As soon as I walk upstairs to my wife, not, there's no more. <laughs> okay, so on a recent edition of the Press Box podcast, ESPN's Laura Rutledge told host Brian Curtis she thinks that a lot of the table pounding and soapbox talking from college head coaches, we were just talking about pounding tables, on topics like NIL is because those coaches love and care about college football. Do you buy or sell that? I partially buy it. I partially buy it. They do love college football. They, they, they do love the players. I mean, there, there has to be that. Otherwise, you can't have the job. And I would say the vast majority of coaches in college, no matter what level it is, they do it because they want to teach the game. They love being around the players. They love it. They love college football. I have no problem with that. I think that is probably accurate. But there's also part of it with people complaining about NIL. They want an even playing field. And right now, there's a lot of players that are going to the highest bidder. And people like Lane Kiffin, for example, he's one of the most outspoken people about it, right? He's getting outbid for a lot of these players down in the SEC. I get where he's coming from. So he wants to have, you know, guardrails and all of those things. And I can't say that I disagree with him because right now it's a feeding frenzy and players are going to the highest bidder. Not all the players, but a lot of the players that we're talking about, right? So, Yes. Is there a love for college football and the players? Absolutely. 
But I think it's also, hey, man, this needs to be an equal playing field. We're basically it's a this isn't fair situation. And that's that's, why the coaches are complaining. Right. And, you know, you've got Nick Saban complaining about it. You've got Lane Kiffin. Those are two prominent people complaining about it. And, you know, like even though Venables was talking about something else, you know, he's obviously doing table Mm -hmm. panning. But like in all these instances, you know, I agree. I, I to a degree. Yeah. You know, they, it's, they love college football sure. and all that, but I think the biggest reason that they're voicing these concerns is it's not because they love college football. It's because they're trying to protect their turf and they're right. trying to protect their jobs. You know, it's, it's still Absolutely. more about them than it is. Oh, I, you know, I care about the greater game of college football. You know, Nick Saban has been very successful doing things under one set of rules for a long time and now the rules are changing (laughs) and so nick saban starts sounding off about it you know now lane kiffin is different but you know kiffin has had some short-term success at ole miss but he's also playing at a place where you know as you said where he doesn't have some of the nil advantages you know like places like texas a&m or you know alabama or wherever it happens to be so that's to me it's like you, you listen to these guys and it's you know, they wouldn't be in college football, you know, if they didn't care about college football to some extent. But at the end of the day, it's it's still about them protecting themselves. That's that's what it's all about. Oh, for sure. At, at the end of the day, you got to take care of number one. <laughs> and they do. Don't worry. Right. Yep. Okay, Vince. Quintessential, quintessential question tough. for you today. If someone offered you one million dollars to cheer for your favorite team's rival for the rest of your life would you do it this i have been wrestling with this question since you sent it over to me and let's just let's just get this out there like like is michigan the first team that came to your mind like if i that's what i almost substituted michigan for you so like (laughs) if someone offered you a million dollars but you've got to cheer for michigan for Mm. the rest of your life would you do it you know so is this tax-free money Uh, am i getting the full million is it like cash sure okay (laughs) well that's a big i mean taxes like 45 percent. that's true um so it's funny because you know, we just went and looked at a house we'll yesterday. Put it in an offshore account. Yeah, yeah, there you go. We just looked at a house yesterday, and I'm thinking to myself, man, I wish I had some more money. You know what I mean? And am I still allowed to root for the team that I root for? Is this like in addition to, or I got to scrap the team I love too? That's the other thing. That's true. If it's in addition to, I'm taking the million dollars. If I have to scrap the team I love rooting for, which would be Notre Dame, that would be very difficult. I don't know that I could do it. I really don't know if I could do it. I don't know, man. That'd be really hard. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, because I mean, theoretically, if you're going to cheer for Michigan for the rest of your life, Michigan's going to play Notre Dame at some point. I would have to cheer for Michigan when they play Notre Dame, and that would be. I might just ignore it completely. I don't know. I that would be that would be very very difficult for me. I don't know, man. A million dollars is a lot of money, though. It can buy a lot of things. It can yeah, send my you know, kids and to school. And... Like, my retirement accounts are not good enough right now. <laughs> I think that, you know, and I'm a little bit older than you for that matter, so I think that I would have to seriously consider, you know, like, is a million bucks, you know, is it great money? You know, like, a million bucks is still a million bucks. 
So if someone was really going to fork over a million bucks, I, I think that I would have to say uh, yes. You know, like you talked about, you know, like we're in a little bit smaller house, but I'd like to build, you know, a little addition on the yeah. side of the house. Yeah, you hundred know? percent. Million bucks could could cover, you know, like a couple additions for that. I got too so, many kids running around. And they need to have their own wing. I need to get them out of my 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 hair. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And we could go out and and you know we could use it. You know, you use part of it as the first donation toward that uh, uh, dome stadium over there at Frank X. So now you're talking. <laughs> yeah, now right. you're talking. That's right. What we need is a broadcast booth for our high school game. So we don't have to do it from the bleachers. Yeah, that's that's a good call, too. <laughs> I mean, it, it would be tough, but I think that I would, you know, I would have to go. I would have to go in on this. That'd be tough. I don't. Oh, man. Rooting for Michigan. I even like me contemplating it. I might have a nightmare tonight. Like that's oh, it just doesn't sit well. <laughs> with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Final question for you tonight. This one might be a little bit easier. So I missed the whole demise of the Chaco Taco last week. Did you hear about it? I heard that? nothing about this. The Chaco t- I don't know how I heard about it on vacation up in the, you know, the great <laughs> wild of Michigan, and, and you didn't, but Klondike announced they're getting rid of the frozen treat, the Chaco Taco. Wow. And I heard, you know, a lot of people saying, you know, like, oh, just admit it, you've had a Chaco Taco. Have you ever had a Chaco Taco? I had never even heard of a Chaco Taco until I read this question, and I had to Google it. Like, if you could share my screen right now, I had to Google a Chaco Taco to see what it looked like. Never heard of it. I, I think Klondike. I think a Klondike bar. I've never heard of a Chaco Taco before. I had never had one either. And I had never really heard of a Chaco Taco either. And so to me, I guess it's not too surprising that the Chaco Taco is going the way of the dinosaurs because <laughs> I really didn't know what a Chaco Taco was until I saw and heard all this uproar about them going away. Uh, so, yeah, I have never had it. Chaco taco. They look fairly tasty. You know, it looks the, good. The, the I, if someone put one in front of me, I would eat it. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't say goodbye. I don't say no to a lot of desserts. I don't know if that shows here. It probably does. Uh, well, yeah, it looks good. So, so what's your what's your go to frozen treat if you're not eating Chaco tacos? Like, what what are so, you going for? I mean, just straight up like ice cream and a waffle cone. Like, I'm there. Nice. Like, that's my favorite by far. Like when we go up to the you know the uh, the lake towns in Michigan and you go and you see them making the fresh waffle cones and you put a little like cookie dough or something in there like that's where it's at man that's the best 
In fact, I had one of those in Glen Arbor, Michigan. I, I Googled Traverse City <laughs> since I couldn't remember which <laughs> Glen I was in. There are a lot of Glens or, you know, a lot of Glens and Arbors. In, uh, <laughs> and I think I might have said Grand earlier, but it you is did. Glen Arbor. Okay. In. Glen Arbor, which is to the west of Traverse City, kind of to the northwest. And there are a lot of other smaller lakes up there as well. But I had a nice... Uh, cherry uh ice cream in the waffle cone the waffle cone man the waffle cone makes it the best and once you've had a waffle cone you can't go back to sugar cone though it's a it is not even a competition i know i remember one time in high school uh, my friend's mom it was like they were doing one of those local you know festivals you know they were gonna be like selling crafts and all this stuff and she had this crazy idea she had like the you know (laughs) she had this waffle iron but oh. it was it, it like rolled it rolled the cones like you know like it really? rolled the waffle into a cone it was like the first time i had ever seen this and she was making her own waffle cones wow and it was like that's entrepreneurship entrepreneurship right there buddy. i don't think she, i don't think she patented the whole thing <laughs> she, she should have because they're yeah. amazing they are well, that's going to do it, I think, for today. We covered a lot. We yeah, covered we the important stuff, including Choco Tacos. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad we got through today. Remember, like, subscribe, follow, rate, all that different kind of stuff on uh, the podcast platforms. We've got tons of pre-camp coverage coming up this week on the show. And, of course, once training camp starts, you're going to be seeing us here. And, you know, you read the stuff on the boards. You read the stuff on the website, irishbreakdown.com. We're just going to have tons of stuff. Yes, sir. So we're all looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun because we're going to have, we're going to go, the full practice is Friday morning and then we'll have our normal, you know, mailbag show on Friday, but we're going to lead it off with what we saw at practice. So it's going to be nice. pretty, pretty good. All right. Sounds good to me. Well, Vince, uh, I will talk to you Wednesday. Yes. Jesse will be in here tomorrow. Switching it up. That's right. All right, so we will uh, talk to you tomorrow, though. Ivy Nation Sports Talk. It's back. Well, I guess it's Ooh. been here all week. I'm back. Well, it's Ooh. back to you. <laughs> You're over there. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But we're going – it's it's August, though, and that's what's important. So we'll talk to you on tomorrow's show.